I'm going to start with growing up. And I grew up in a Russian household. So my dad is from Ukraine. My mom came from Belarus. Mm -hmm. And when they met, they both knew Russian. So that's what I grew up learning. And that is my second language. So you're completely fluent. Yeah. Awesome. Not like reading and writing so much, but speaking to people completely. That's like our community. And I do really love it. In the beginning, it was kind of weird because you're growing up around a lot of like people who don't speak other languages. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of like, oh, this is weird. I feel kind of like left out of a normal all-American life. But now when I look back on it, it's something special. Yeah, for Especially sure. for like work mm-hmm. and having that kind of like flavor or whatever. Yeah, no, I think it's great. Oh, sorry, I'm going to knock the whole table down. So no, okay. I think that's good. Yeah, so I love that now. But um, I think it has put a big standard on my life growing up and even now because there's a certain way to do it in a community like that right and um certain expectations and the way that you speak to people the way that you act like they just see it a different way than maybe just like an all-american kid or person um like more strict or yeah a little more strict and a little more i'd say conservative like a lot of parents expect you're a doctor you're super kind you're super respectful you have a lot of goals and morals which obviously like a normal person has Mm -hmm. but I think it's a very high standard just because of the community right for sure and especially telling my story I think it's just so people find it very wild Mm -hmm. because nobody does that right right like you're always doing what your parents ask of you you don't really become a rebel nothing well i think too like it in general a lot of people just don't open up they're Mm -hmm. not comfortable with it so i think coming on and speaking about it especially on here yeah i feel like people are it's shocking to people for sure like i would never do that you know so i think it takes balls yeah well that's why i wanted to do it because i don't think i've ever been the type of person to stick by a script i don't think you should no that's no fun no life not at all for sure so That's where I kind of grew up with that kind of mindset. And then my parents get divorced. And that isn't very uncommon in the community. I think because they are immigrants, they realize like now we're in America. And after a long time, this isn't like the lifestyle that I want. And um, once that actually happened everything started going downhill like this and and I know that's kind of like a typical thing because a lot of kids experience divorce Mm -hmm. but I think I really used their divorce as an outlet to become a major rebel okay and it like how old were you um 12 okay 11 12 or 13 I can't really remember so much has happened that it's kind of like that Mm -hmm. age range but once they got divorced um I decided that since I couldn't control this thing in my life and because it was so emotional for me, I need, I need to control everything else. Right. Like from here on out, I don't care if you're my parent, my friend, I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And at that age, that's obviously not good because that means that everything that's going to lead up to your future is going to be shit. Right. Until you like mature and realize exactly. that, you know, like that that's not the right way. That's exactly how I felt. And um, my dad is a restaurant owner so he wasn't around like a lot a lot but he's still like my best friend and I think it's because I've noticed a lot of qualities in him that I really love so I kind of pushed aside the fact that he wasn't there growing up that much so you mainly grew up with your mom you'd say yeah and I have a half brother or whatever like it's my dad's son Mm -hmm. but he's a lot older so we weren't super close um so growing up as an only child mostly my mom's taking care of me she automatically takes the role of best friend, right? Mm -hmm. Like she's my caregiver now. I trust her. I love her. And I still feel that way. But what had happened when they got divorced is she started dating a new guy. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is when I was like, hell no. Yeah. Well, in general, too, I feel like that is such a tough age to Mm -hmm. have like a mom dating other guys. Like I literally was the same way with my mom. Like every single boyfriend she had, I hated them. Yeah. Couldn't stand them. And it doesn't even matter if they were great or whatever. It's just the fact that it's It's not my dad. And it's also that now my mom is putting attention into another person. And I'm so used to the attention being more on me, especially as an only child. So that was kind of like, no, I'm not. I don't I'm not rocking with that at all. So and the way she introduced him to me was literally at like a Russian party. 
Like I was at a Russian party. She came later and she brought him and that's how we met. And I think she did that on purpose because she knew I couldn't like leave the situation. Right. You were kind of forced to like meet him. Yeah. And I already knew about him and I told her I'm not comfortable with meeting him at all. Like I don't want this. Mm -hmm. And um, she has always been the type who's a little bit more like dominant. Like this is how I'm living my life. If you don't like that, sorry, too bad. And because of that, um, I decided that I'm leaving the house. You don't. You're, how old were you at this time? 14, 15. So this is like so you're freshman. So young. Okay. Yeah. Not even like able to drive nothing. So, and right before that, like I explained to her a lot. I was like, I'm not comfortable with this. He worked from home. So like he would be home sometimes when she was in there and he's like more quiet. Mm-hmm. So I didn't feel a relationship with him at all. Right. So not only do I already not want this, he's not like putting in that much effort to make it work. Yeah. It's also awkward too. I feel yeah. like it's just, it's, I think- when someone's in your house that wasn't there mm-hmm. before, mm-hmm. I think it can feel like you're uncomfortable in your own home, which nobody wants to feel exactly. that Exactly. And we lived in like a condo townhome. So it's not like this massive place where no. I can just escape to the other side of the house. Like, right. no, like you're seeing him. And I just was not okay with that at all. And um, I, one time I even slept in my mom's car. I was like, please don't let him sleep here tonight. And she's like, no, he is. Like, I love him. So I literally slept in her car in the garage. And just like cried all night. And at that point, I realized like I can't. Right. Anything will be better than being in a situation where I'm like uncomfortable being there. Yeah, for sure. So around that point, I met a girl and she went to my high school and we became close pretty quick. And I think now that I'm looking back on it, it's because we were having the same exact struggles Okay. at that time. Mm-hmm. So we kind of like latched on to each other as like a, a support system because sure. her parents were divorced. She was living with her dad. Her sister, like, they weren't that close. So, like, I became, we became each other's, like, person. Right. And um, we were spending the summer together, and I was kind of, like, loving being there, slowly bringing my clothes and stuff there. Mm -hmm. And we're kind of like, what if we just live together? Like, what if I just move in? Because I hate being with my mom. I'm mostly here. Right. What if I just live here? So we sit down, her dad. I explain the situation. Like, I'm just uncomfortable being at home. Can I come live with you? Not for, like, a long time, but just for some time. And he was like, sure, that's mm-hmm. fine. Like he felt bad for me. Right, that's really um, nice. And I think I may have just over-exaggerated how bad it was yeah. just because I was really- Was the guy nice to you, your mom's boyfriend? Like, or was he just- He wa- he is very nice and they're married now actually. Okay. So he's been in my life for like six, seven years now. Okay. Um, And I think it was more me just putting on these blinders of like, right. I- I don't care how nice you are. I just don't. And you were younger. Yeah. And you just went through a lot. I think that would be hard for anybody. Yeah. And his like personality is a lot more shy and like quiet. So it was never a situation where we could just like sit down and have a conversation. It was always this like uncomfortable, like unless if I say something first, we're not talking. Yeah. And the fact that he was shy, he would never talk first. Right. So it was like, I don't want to put in the work. He's definitely not going to put in the work. So like, bye bye. Yeah. And my mom definitely didn't understand that either because she's kind of battling like her younger teenage daughter who doesn't want to be there, but she's also in love with this guy. Mm -hmm. She wants to be happy. And now that I look at it, I'm like, I kind of feel bad that I had to give her this ultimatum, but I did. I said, it's either me or him. And she basically said like, I'm not choosing, but he's staying here. Mm -hmm. So at that point, so I left and I started living with my friend more full time. And that's where things really got bad okay because in the beginning everything was literally magic like she had a boat so we would do a lot of fun stuff and her dad was like a man so he didn't like have that like motherly like you need to do this and this and you know he like did not care at all more freedom yes it was literally a free-for-all and he would like pay us for chores and stuff so it was very like damn i you're living the life yeah like i went from a like russian-speaking mom who like had all these rules and restrictions Mm -hmm. to now like fuck no, you do whatever you want. I don't care as long as you're not dead. Yeah. So I was like, okay, perfect. And it was just wild to think back because we would literally share a twin size bed for like eight, nine months. We would sleep in a twin size bed. Her head this way, my head. Head to foot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, why did I live this way? But it was because- It's fun though. Yeah. I feel like I- obviously like when i was younger and our when me and my friends were that age like that's mm-hmm. how we would sleep too my little twi- i always look back that, to that too i'm like we would sleep head to foot in little twin beds and just like have the best time yeah and you look at it and you're like damn this is like an everyday sleepover with yeah. no rules and that came with a lot of problems as well because that meant that i didn't care about my grades right it was about a 1.0 for like Jeez. 
a lot of freshman year. Mm -hmm. Like, just did not care. He never checked homework. I wasn't talking to my mom. So I was kind of like, I'm doing what I want. And it really, really worked in the beginning. But after a while of dealing with, you know, my own, like, internal struggle of I wish I kind of had a mom, you know, there for me. But at the same time, I love this. Things were getting a little weirder. Like, her dad would ask for, like, back massages. and we From would, you? Yeah. And, like, her too. But it was just, like, it's kind of wild to think, like, damn, this man is, like, my dad's age. And I'm, like, rubbing his back and I'm living here. Like, you know? Yeah, that's weird. It's, like, I'm thinking so consciously this is really fucked up. But at the same right. time, I can't live with my mom, so I'm allowing it. Right. And I'm putting on a big blinder here. And he, we wouldn't have to work. He would just give us money for chores, like I said. And... It was the most like rebellious time of my life, I think. I mean, we would steal her sister's car and we would go out till four in the morning and like hook up with these like older boys that we didn't even like, but we just wanted to like feel something, you know? So we would just do it. And um, there was one situation like later in it where her dad's friend came over and I used to, so this is like kind of a side note, but I had a breast reduction. Like my boobs used to be like quadruple F, like out to here. Oh my God. But I already had that at the time, like 14. Yeah. So these men are like looking at me like pretty much a sex symbol, right? Because I'm like a young girl, naive. I'm living with her friend and her dad. I don't give a fuck. I'm drinking. And I like have these like big boobs. So it's like attractive. So like this. Yeah. And like at the time, I think, again, I was just so blinded because I didn't want to live with my mom. So I But lo- also you're still young. Yeah. Like I feel like we don't really pick up on that Mm-mm. shit and how sick it is until you're older. No, not at all. And like I think I did slightly know, but not yeah. enough to where I was like, okay, this is really weird. It's wrong. You yeah. know, I think I got accustomed to it, honestly. Right. Especially living with a man who was like, don't give a fuck. So mm-hmm. it was fine. And so the situation was where we were on a boat and my friend and her dad were in the water and his friend stayed on the boat and he basically like took my foot and like started rubbing his dick with it and yeah and it was wild because like at the time his kids were my age and I like had a crush on them so I'm like and I I'm sure people who have been in situations like, like that can understand like you just become like nothing right you can't feel anything you're like you're seeing it but I don't know what to do. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to leave this house. So if I start like bitching him out and like my friend's dad gets yeah, mad. Yeah, like you don't know what to do. Yeah. So like I'm letting it happen and it's just such an uncomfortable feeling and we just don't discuss it. And I live with it and I tell my friend about it and she's like, that's sick. Like that's bad. But I don't think she also wanted to put herself in a position where mm-hmm. like we have to tell my dad. You know, yeah, it didn't seem like they really had that relationship. No, anyway. not at all. Like she wasn't that close to their mom either. But her dad was like very like chill freedom mm-hmm. style. So she also really liked that. Right. We were both very aware of the situation. Mm-hmm. And um, so we de- dealt with this for like a long time. And it started going downhill after that and that and that. And at one point it was kind of a mix between um oh also this so some people might be like where's your mom she doesn't want to get you out of the situation so like i later found out that she went to the house that i was staying at Mm -hmm. and the dad opened the door and she was like she can't live here anymore she needs to come home like this is not right and he basically told her to her face like i don't care it's not my problem right and your friend's dad said this yeah like to my mom's face and she was like, okay. And she's she knows that I'm very like, I will do what I want. Mm-hmm. Like, even if she pulled me out, I'd probably go back, which right. I probably would have in the moment. Like, it wasn't worth the battle. No. For her, it wasn't. For me, it wasn't. So we kind of were, had a mutual agreement of like, this is fucked up, but like, whatever. Right. That's how it is for now. Yeah. And I think also she leaned on her boyfriend at the time a lot too Mm -hmm. well now husband but she leaned on him so that made them grow even stronger so she was like if she comes home and she starts like this ruckus between us all again it's just gonna be another problem so i think she secretly like kind of was okay with it because it kept peace in her life as well i was gonna say and as long as she knew you were safe probably at the time then that was i don't remember how much we talked at that time but it definitely wasn't you know like a yeah. lot and i right. think it was more on my side i was just like i don't want anything to do with you um so then slowly i think now we're in 10th grade so it was like a few like solid eight nine months of it and um 
what had happened is I met this guy and he, I saw him at like orientation or whatever. And I was really attracted to him. Like I thought he was a cool guy. He was like new. He like came from another town Mm -hmm. to play wrestling because he's a really good wrestler and did football or whatever. And I was really attracted to him and I would tell my friend, whatever, nothing. And we ended up having a class together that I switched into. And that's when it grew even more because now we're talking every day and it's like, we can tell that we like each other. And uh, around that exact same time, I was kind of leaving, living with my friend. Like we weren't like on good terms anymore because I realized it was a really fucked up situation. And I realized through liking this guy who has his shit together in 10th grade and plays sports and has good grades and a good heart that like, this is not what I want to do forever. I don't want to live a life where I'm doing shit and being this huge ass red uh, rebel who, you know, doesn't give a fuck about life. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's when I moved out, but I was still friends with the girl. And by the way, I hate her now. She <laughs> did kind of like, she just- Just to clarify. Yeah, just to clarify, because she she was there for me when I needed her, but at the same time, she did a lot of things that were definitely not okay as a friend yeah. that I pushed aside and like major red flags right. that now- I would never forgive her no matter what. No. And I think, too, that like you said in the beginning, you guys formed a bond over mm-hmm. probably some trauma you guys had and, you know, a, an experience that you guys were sharing. Exactly. But that doesn't mean that once you actually get to know somebody that they're a good, trustworthy person. Not friend. at all. And I think, again, like I feel like I knew that this whole time, but I was so young. Yeah. And I also, we leaned on each other. So we were okay with everything going on. you were in a situation on. that you needed to get out yes. of too. So you were like, all right, I'm just going to do it. Like, yeah, exactly. It, normal. Yeah. And like the things that she did after all telling the story is just like wild. And you would think like after everything you know about me and how close we were, that you would respect me a little more than the things you would say. B- bitches. Yeah. Like you can't, that's the thing. Like you can't even, the older I get, the more I realize you can't mm-hmm. expect shit from anybody because they're always going to disappoint you. And I've realized that as yeah. well. And like, I genuinely think that even if you think that your bestest friend, no, it, they're most likely sometimes not. Right. And just in general, I think everybody can just, we're all human. Mm-hmm. And even if people don't do it on purpose, like they'll piss you off one way or the other. And then For it's sure. just is what it is. But. Yeah. So I dealt with it and, um, So I kind of left her house. I started seeing this guy more frequently. Um, There was even a situation where we were still close enough friends to where I wanted to bring her on a double date with the guy that I'm seeing and his best friend. So we go on this double date and I just remember we go to a bowling alley and I don't remember I got mad at him for something and I we're leaving and I start like walking away like I don't go in the car mm-hmm. I like start like I'm like I'm gonna walk home I'm not dealing with this yeah. like just Sounds a little like some shit yeah. I would say. yeah I love that yeah that I'm so like funny. that I'm like right. I'm leaving but secretly yeah. I'm like I hope he like chases right. me and then if they don't and then you're just <laughs> yeah, walking, I'm like, actually, you're like is anybody gonna stop me or... I'm like I can't turn around now right. because that I is just... <laughs> so funny oh my god I love that yeah so basically <laughs> he didn't follow me but his friend did and he was like, just come back to the car. You don't need to do this, blah, blah, blah. And later I found out that she asked the guy that I was seeing, like, do you want to hook up? Like, while I'm literally walking away, like, for a few seconds. Sly. Yeah. And, like, there would be situations where we, we didn't have cars. Obviously, my mom wasn't getting me one because I was in a bad relationship with her. Yeah. And her dad didn't have the money to get her one. So, but the guy did. So, like, even if I didn't need a ride, I'd find out that she, like, asked him for a ride home. And now that I look back on it, I think it was a huge part of jealousy. For right? sure. Yeah. Because at the time when we would do things, it would be like together mm-hmm. and it would be parties and like nothing serious. But I think she started realizing that this was serious. And because I was moving out, I think there was a sense of like, right. damn, she's like going away from me, which is kind of shitty on my part. But at the same time, so much bad, negative shit happened around her mm-hmm. that I kind of was ready to let go yeah. of that. And so sorry. I didn't no, go ahead. So at this point, were you were moving out? Were you moving back with your mom? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I was moving back with my mom. I was getting closer with the guy I was seeing. Got it. And at this point, we started dating. And I am kind of like that. I've always been the type to like not really want to be home. Like I always like to be with friends. Or mm-hmm. I started sleeping at his house all the time. I just like my mom calls me a gypsy. Like I love to travel. Yeah. Like from home to home. Just not even that the situation at home is that that bad i just don't like being there right so more just social yeah and i just like being around like new people and spending a lot of time with them Mm -hmm. so 
anyways, I'm like staying with him a lot. I really, really fall in love with him. And this was like probably my, not probably, it is my first love I've ever had. And he was just like a very kind person, cared about others. Like he was the type that if someone was sitting in the hall, even though he was like more popular, he would still help them. And um, just like a very genuine, like you could just tell his soul was very pure and he just wanted the best for everyone. And especially at that age, like while you're 16 and you already are like that, right. you know, most yeah. guys are like hoes and like they don't give a right, shit. just assholes. Yeah. So um, yeah, we really fell in love. We started dating and about five four or five months later he gets in an accident and this happens where he was going under his car something was like flapping under it every time he drove and i even heard it and he was like i need to change this but his dad worked like night shift and his mom didn't know how to do it so he's like i'll just do it it's fine it was like after school and i was like okay be safe like whatever and i get a call from his mom like he's being flown to the um nearest hospital because the jack stand broke off oh shit sorry the jack stand broke off and the car fell on top of him so like this old older car like over a thousand pounds just like crush him and apparently he's like i need help i need help so he's not like automatically dead but they my the mom couldn't get him off you know because she can't carry that much weight and she was even holding the flashlight for him under the car. So she's watching this car fall on top of him. Oh, so the, his mom was out there yeah. too. Yeah, she was oh, out God. there holding the flashlight oh, while God. he was working on it. And all of a sudden the jack stand breaks because I think he was like rattling something and it like like shifts. Yeah. So the car falls on top of him and basically he gets flown to the hospital and he didn't die for 10 days. So he was in the hospital for 10 days. Jesus. And he was getting better. So like was imagine- he awake? Mm-mm. Okay. He never woke up. He was always in a coma. But the thing is, for me, imagine like your age, my age at like seventeen at this point, and I'm like, oh, he's not gonna die. No, what seventeen year old dies? Right. right? Exactly. Yeah. Like it's like older people, grandmas, grandpas. Like when they die when they're old, it would right. never be someone my age group, especially someone I'm in love with. No, at that age, your perception for death and like risk is just not there Mm-mm. at all. Like you just, th- we all think we're invincible for at sure. That age. Yeah. And I was like, I'm now. I was very worried. I was very confused. Like after days started going by, I was like, oh shit, like this might be something like really bad. Mm-hmm. And, um, I was very, very hopeful. I mean, I'm not super religious. I'm more like spiritual. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like religion and I appreciate it, but I just didn't really grow up that way. Right. So I think if you don't grow up that way and if you don't put a lot of your energy into it, it's harder to like really really believe you know a certain thing Mm -hmm. and um so i'm just kind of like sitting there basically numb for like days just waiting for Mm -hmm. him to wake up and at this point so i'm not really talking to many people other than my one friend and i grew up with him he's russian as well and um he has been like a really great support through it he like would hold my hand during it he would talk to me through it he would miss like two weeks of school for me while he's still in high school to like make sure that i'm okay while we're going through it and we're basically just sitting in my bedroom and all of a sudden i get a call from his sister and he's in heaven and he's dead yeah did they pull the plug or um it's weird because i wasn't there i was at home so there was a lot of like different word of mouth about Mm -hmm. it you know i feel like i still don't even know for sure the truth Because I did hear that, but then I also heard he just, like, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't even matter at that right. point. Like, he's dead, and I have to deal with that for the rest of my life. And I literally, once I heard it, basically, I felt like I was having a heart attack. Like, yeah. I was like, wow, I, like, really, really, really love this guy. And I'm still so young. So I'm, like, even more in love, you know? Because right. I'm still kind of immature, but I really care about him. And he's gone, and that's it. And yeah. um, for... A few months, I didn't talk to anyone. I didn't do anything except this one woman. And basically how this happened was it was probably a day or two after he passes away. And with my friend who has been helping me through all of this and we're in the car. Is this the boy? Who? Your Russian friend? Yes. Okay. I'm with him. And we're sitting in the car and all of a sudden I get a phone call and I don't recognize it, but I'm like, I'm going to pick up whatever. So I pick up the phone and it's this woman that like sounds older for sure. And she's like, you don't know me, but I'm blah, blah, blah's mom. And this this girl that the mom wa- 
of the mom mm-hmm. she like i was acquainted with her like she, i went to high school with her like we weren't knew of her. yeah like we weren't best friends but we did talk in classes and whatever enough to know that she was real <laughs> yes yes yeah and the mom goes um you don't know me but i can talk to your dead boyfriend and she just randomly called yeah, and said that yeah she randomly said like he's talking to me i hear him i feel him she would like say certain things that like not many people knew at all so it was kind of weird that she knew that believable yeah, yeah it was like super believable and i and i think i really started at that point like convincing my brain like holy shit like what she's saying is what he would say so there's no way this is fake i mean it's a mom yeah. she's like 50 like how would she know right um so and also why would someone go out of their way right it's well, not like you reached out, but... Yeah, well, there is a reason why. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. Yeah. So, yeah, so she starts talking to me about it, and my friend, is, my rush friend sitting next to me, we're like, what the fuck? Like, what do we do with this information? Yeah. Because she would be like, you can't tell anyone, though. Like, you can't say anything or else I won't be able to get, like, the like the vibes anymore, and I won't be able to talk to him if anybody knows about this. Oh, ruin the... Uh, the, the, the vibrational frequency <laughs> that's going on here. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, we can't tell anyone. And I'm talking to my friend. And he's like, okay, yeah, no, we can't tell anyone. So we hang up. I'm like, we're digesting this information. And he decides he's going to call his friend and tell her. Uh-huh. So I'm like, wait, are you sure you should do that? Like, we're like starting to really believe this at this point. Right. And he's like, no, we have to tell her. Like, this is wild shit. Mm-hmm. So he calls his friend. And all of a sudden, as he's like opening his mouth to say the words, his phone goes, <laughs> and it's just like shuts off. Literally that noise. It just Nuh-uh. like went to a black screen. So that's when it started that we we're like, oh, fuck, this is real. Yeah. Like we would just try to tell someone and we can't. Right. So that really did start the path of believing this woman. Uh-huh. And um, I it was really a perfect plan on her end because, you know, I was living with my mom. We were kind of repairing our relationship. My boyfriend dies. So she's like really on my team now. Mm-hmm. Um, you were in a very vulnerable yes place. and she like really st- st- uh, stepped up to the plate mm-hmm. and like really really was there for me so that definitely made my situation with her better because mm-hmm. I could tell she still cared and wanted the best for me and um, it was easy because I could just tell my mom that I was hanging out with my friend not that I was hanging out with her mom Got to it. talk about it right yeah. like it was perfect because i didn't have to be like oh i'm going to hang out with a 50 year old woman who's going to tell me about how my boy what my boyfriend's saying in heaven like yeah. no right. i could literally just say i'm going to hang out with this girl where we've gotten really close after he died and that's it so would you ever see that that friend or you would just yeah see no her mom? she no the mom they live together okay so you would see the girl that was your age as mm-hmm. well yeah. And would she hang out with you guys while yeah. the mom was telling you all this? Yeah. I think she like was very, very um, brainwashed as well. Okay. Like, so you would go to the house yeah. and hang with the mom and the daughter and yeah. the mom's feeding you all this stuff about yeah. your boyfriend who passed away. Mm-hmm. Okay. And the crazy thing is, again, why can't I see red flag sooner? So she, her mom and the girl, they were living in their neighbor's basement a single man's basement because they got kicked out of their house. Mm -hmm. So they're living in his basement and it's just like a really weird situation. Like you have to walk through his living room and he's sitting on the couch to go to their little like basement area that they're living in. Yeah. Like they have zero connection under the fact that they're neighbors, but she was basically like his cleaning lady and he like gave her a car and whatever. Like she was just doing what she had to do. Okay. And, um, but I really didn't give a shit about any of that because- She's my portal, right? Mm-hmm. Like she made me believe that she's the only thing that will get me to talk to the person I'm still in love with and grieving over. Mm-hmm. And I really think I wanted to believe that too because well, yeah. yeah. And she the way she would do it is she would like take his like numbers and so he played football and his number for football was 43. So that started being like a huge like thing once he died. I mean, he was a wrestler too, but more the 43 number was like a huge like angel sign and like everybody would use it like 43 strong, whatever. Mm-hmm. And she would like figure out a way to take his birthday and like turn it into like a number that equaled 43 and be like he told me like this is exactly how it is and these are the signs that you're looking for. And she would be like um 
this is the specific song that he wants you to listen to and it's like for you and i would like listen to it and he was a gemini and it would like mention that so i'm like oh my god it is about him right like i was honestly like not being the smartest but again so vulnerable grieving absolutely i wanted to believe this um and this one like specific situation that like kind of freaked me out too this is just like another major sign that really push it to the Mm -hmm. limit where she was like feathers and now that i think about it feathers is like kind of a universal thing for like people that pass away isn't it like yeah i think i've seen that so Mm -hmm. but i didn't know at the time so she was like you need to look out for feathers so important so i go to his um viewing like his open casket and i'm like really sad i go to the bathroom upstairs and i'm crying and all of a sudden i look up and all the uh wallpaper is feathers and i'm like holy shit like sign yeah yeah like all these signs that this woman is giving me, it must be true. Like there's no way. Right. But at the same time, the signs that she was giving me were just her way of like making sure that I'm like sticking around. For sure. Yeah. Like she wanted to make sure that everything that I know is just going to put me closer in her hands. And she was very, very good at doing that because like we would literally be driving down the car and she would be like, <gasps> And be like, I just got a sign. And I'm like, what did he say? So like every time you would hang with them. Yeah, it was, was just like, about it that. It was all about that. Yeah. Okay. I mean, like at a certain so she point. she was dedicated. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, she didn't really have a job. She was like her neighbor. This was her job. Yeah, right. Okay. And she would like say like, I used to do this. Like I kind of am a medium, but like not anymore. This just like spoke to me so hard. I couldn't like get rid of it. And I was like, okay, yeah, I believe in you. The fact, though, that, like, she... It's, like, baffling to me that she was allowing you to just, like, come and rely on this. Mm -hmm. I was like, basically, I feel like in that time, it was, like, a way for you to, like, cope and get through it. Which, obviously, is not actually coping and getting through it because you're not Mm -mm. moving on. You're staying stuck in something. Mm -hmm. That's horrible. Yeah. And, like, it it was perfect, too, because I ended up going on to online school. They, like, Mm -hmm. created a program for me. Because I was just, like, way too uncomfortable. Everything reminded me of him for a while. And, like, you know, people in high school, like, what were juniors now, they're very, like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. You know? Like, every second, I'm, like, I'm really sad. Or they just ask, like. Yeah. And it's not even, like, mean, like, of them at all. Like, they cared. But in my head, I'm, like, I just don't want to every day, every hour, everyone look at me like she's the girl with the boyfriend who died. Mm -hmm. And it's, like, wild because in our high school, there was another girl my age who was dating a guy who died as well in high school. Yeah, he, like, fell off a boat and, like, passed away. So, like, when I heard about that situation when I was still living with my old friend, we were like, this would never happen to us. Like, somebody died in our high school. Like, that's weird. Right. So then, like, after a while of dealing with this kind of, manipulation that she was putting me through um i really started realizing like okay maybe not as honest as i think she is like what made you think that not even more so her so i actually about eight months later started dating a new guy who i'm actually still with so almost five years together yeah like high school sweethearts and he's a really really amazing guy he was friends with my boyfriend who passed away which i really really appreciate that because I feel like it would be hard to explain to someone who never knew him. And that's like a big part of my life. Sure. So I really like the fact that he's super respectful of my like still grieving process. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, how can you like start dating someone eight months after so soon? And I, all I say is like, I'm still grieving. Yeah. So and I really think that although I've grown a lot and it's a lot easier, it will still always be there. So Absolutely. and your timing is going to always be different than somebody else's exactly i mean my story is completely different than my boyfriend who passed away's family even though like everyone's gonna feel a different way about it and also at that time right before um i like started dating my current boyfriend now she did this one like really wild thing that really really still hurts me to this day where she turned me against his family like major like i was super close to my boyfriend passed away's family like he has three sisters like very very Mm -hmm. like they really accepted me and after he died the girl the woman was like they don't want the best for you they don't care about you like the so she convinced you they were like toxic yeah and basically like said like they only care about their grieving uh, progress you're only gonna feel special with me because first of all i'm your outlet to him Like, literally, I'm your outlet to him, so you need to trust me only. Mm -hmm. Don't care about what they say, only what I say. And I think she would just lie and make it seem like they were this horrible group of people because I think that if 
I if she wouldn't have said that and I would have still stayed close with them, I would have told them. Oh, for sure. That there's this woman right. who's basically saying I can she can talk to your son, she can talk to your brothers. Yeah. And that was perfect on her end because if I would have said that, they would have been like, No. So did you just stop talking to them or did you like say something to them? That- yeah. So uh, what had happened, so I started dating my new boyfriend. So this was senior year. I kind of started going back to school and he was like, dude, you should not be like dealing with this because I told him about it. He's like, why are you hanging out with a 50-year-old woman? Like, what the fuck is yeah, that about? Right. And I'm like, oh, she can talk to him, like all this stuff. And he's like, no, that's weird. Like, I don't think she's as honest as you think she is. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, you're kind of right. And like, I started- Thank God you found him. Yeah. And not even just that, but like, I have another really, really close friend, like still- very very close friends with her her and her mom became um a really good outlet too they were like we're here for you we're not trying to convince you of something right. you know like this yeah. is just about you exactly it's not about holding on to something yes yeah. so like they really really helped me through a lot of things with that and um the reason that we kind of stopped talking as much was um she kind of went away a little bit for a few months Mm -hmm. like it was kind of on her end because i was still holding on to it i still wanted the relationship because although i was kind of realizing it's all a hoax it made me feel good in a way you know it's kind of like i think too like any type of support in a time like that is mm going to make you feel like loved yeah you know even if it seems a little off exactly same thing with the with the friend you used to have yeah like it it you can know something's wrong and like see the red flags, but like if it's comforting in some way, mm-hmm. like you're going to hold on to it as long as you can until sure. like you actually see like, okay, this is fucked. Mm-hmm. And I feel like you reach a point where you're like, okay, let me get out of this. And that's like, once I did realize that, that's when I realized I, I'm mature mm-hmm. and I'm grown. Yeah. And um, so for a long time, she like kind of went away somewhere I don't even know. And then I find out where we can circle back is her she got kicked out of living at the neighbor's Mm -hmm. house because she like punched him in the face or so i don't know she like just assaulted him yeah Mm -hmm. because she claimed that he like put a camera in the bathroom and like i don't know maybe it's true but i whatever right and she like punched him he like basically called the cops on her so at this time now she's also on probation Mm -hmm. through everything and she has to move out of the house and guess where she goes her and her daughter go move in with my old friend the one that you lived with yeah. the dad. Yep. She goes, moves, they go move in. How with, did that even like happen? Because the connection that with the that? girl was friends with my old friend. They like got pretty close, I okay. think. I mean, at this point, I'm really not friends with my old friend at all. Got so it. I'm kind of getting this information more from the mom and the girl. Okay. And she, they were pretty close. So they like let them in and they're living there for a few months and it's like weird at that point i'm like i don't really fuck with you like you just told me all this about my dead boyfriend but now you're living with a girl i'm not really friends with anymore yeah and also you're a mom like what why what is going on like i didn't really ask about her financial situation but you could easily tell you know she didn't have her own place right she would like steal groceries like she was just like kind of a nut job like just no goals whatever and um after a while of living there all of a sudden i get a phone call we really need you. We really need your help. This is from the mom? Yeah, because she apparently got kicked out of my old friend's house and moved in with my old friend's dad's ex-girlfriend two hours away from our area. Okay. <laughs> Jesus. And it's was, like weird how it all connects yeah, though. Yeah. It, it was pretty wild, but she like just somehow ended up like two hours away, but then was getting kicked out of there again. Because she's like not... And now she's calling you for help. Yes. Okay. And you're what, 17? uh, 17 or 18. Like we're almost what are you going to do? Oh, well... Okay. Yeah. I decided that, you know, I am going to help you. And after school, I'm going to drive my ass two hours in my little Honda. And I'm going to get you out of the situation. I'm going to help you pack. And then we're going to drive home. Where's home? Where were you going to take her? A storage unit place so that she could uh, put all her stuff in there. But before that, we had to stop at a um, U-Haul place to get her a U-Haul. Except when we pull up to the U-Haul place, she has no money for the U-Haul. So did you pay for it? So at first, I wasn't going to pay for it. Right. And I ended up finding out that I think she was going to do some like shit to the guy selling the U-Haul to get it for free. Oh, my God. What the (laughs) fuck? Where yeah. is this woman from? The gutter? 
Dude, and the wildest thing is that her family's <laughs> rich. Her family's rich, but they just don't don't I'm fuck with her. That sucking ha- a dick for a U-Haul. That's all I can think about right Literally. now. Literally. Oh my god. She didn't imply it at first. I was like, okay, how the fuck are you gonna pay a hundred dollars for this U-Haul right now? But I'm, I'm not. not. <laughs> I'm gonna pay with my mouth. Oh my god. I know. And me and my me and her daughter are literally sitting in the car and we're just like fucking playing on our games on our phones like while she's going to probably suck his dick off like for this fucking u-haul <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wild oh bitch oh my god so did she get the u-haul for free no okay guess it was not good yeah well no i don't i don't think he even wanted her okay right so yeah i pay for it she gets the u-haul or so you did pay for it yeah okay so she gets the u-haul and then but she needs me to like follow her I don't even fucking remember why. Like, I had to follow her because she had to go to... I forget what that place is called, but where you have to give pee when you're on Provo to make sure you're not on drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So she had to stop there, too. Um, And then the daughter goes in her car. They get in their little U-Haul, and they leave. And I don't see them for a while again. No contact. So you don't know where they went? Mm-mm. So, so basically, just, they just used you to... Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it like, became a situation of, like... I owe my life to them okay, right. more than mom, whatever. But um, I owe my life to her because she helped me with my grieving in the time. Because now I'm thinking that that made my grieving process way worse. Absolutely, right? right. So like, but in the moment, I'm like, she was my vessel. She got me through this. She talked to my dead boyfriend. Like mm-hmm. that woman is like godsend, right? Yeah. And I didn't look inward on like, oh, she needs my money. She needs this. She's living in a weird like area. Yeah. She didn't even let her daughter graduate high school. Like she didn't care about her like going to school, nothing. Right. They basically just like stayed in their house and I don't even know how the fuck she made money. I think her, like the girl's dad is like from another country and he would just mm-hmm. send them money, but like the mom would keep it yeah. to like buy shit that she didn't need. Right. So fast forward now i'm dating my current boyfriend i'm kind of like now we're not talking as much because she like went away after the u-haul and then again i get a text like hey i miss you let's meet up so i'm like okay i will because you felt like you owed her yeah Yeah. like although i'm starting to mature and i don't really give a fuck about them as much i still felt like i'd owe her something Mm -hmm. so and there would also this is another thing like there would be situations where i would be like with different friends and she would call me and be like can you please like come i have no money i'm out of gas like can you please come give me some money for gas and i would and i would literally borrow money from like my friends that were driving at the time because i didn't have the money and they would like let her borrow it which ended up being like not borrowed because we never got the money back but um so it just became a cycle of like i felt like i was fucking paying her now right like before it was like kind of more genuine although i thought it was all fake but there wasn't anything in return that i had to give her she was just wanting to help me Mm -hmm. until it started being like no she needs my money for her life Mm -hmm. and um so i get a call or text again and she's like I want to see you whatever we see each other. And she's really looking for a job at this point. And I'm working at my current boyfriend's aunt's hair salon. So when I start working there, I'm there for like six months before this happened. So I'm pretty close with the owners because my boyfriend's family, whatever. And um, they're like, yeah, she can come work. Because at that time, I'm almost graduating high school. And I had to like literally my boyfriend's aunt would be like, can you come like at 12 when I'm literally in high school in a class? I'm like, no, like we need like an adult to take over some shifts for me. And I was like, perfect. I can get her a job. She doesn't need shit from me. Mm -hmm. I'm like still fine with her. So I don't mind working with her. And she comes for the training. And this fucking situation was legit the last straw. And it's just wild how a woman my mom's age can operate like that with an 18 year old. So she comes for the training. She does a really great job. I like hype her up like to let her get the job, whatever. I'm close with the um, owners. And um, the training's over, but she ends the training at like two and I'm working till five and she doesn't have a car at this point because after she hit the the neighbor, he took the car away. Right. So she doesn't have a car. She's basically relying on like friends and whatever to drive her places. So, but she gets to the training and it's her time to leave the training and she's like, can I please borrow your car? Um, I'll go clean it for you. I'll wash it out. I'll put gas in it for like getting me this job. Like just my little like token of appreciation. And I'm like, eh, I guess. Like my mom paid for this car though. Like don't fuck it up. Right. You know, it's not like my thing right now. 
So she leaves. I'm like, please be back at like 4.30. I get off at 5. I just want to make sure that my car is ready for me to go when I'm done. Yeah. Also, at this point, the um, owners, my boyfriend's, whatever, they um, don't know that she doesn't have a car because that was like kind of a requirement to have a vehicle to get to right, work. Right, to get there, right. But I, she really needed a job, so we're like, we're just not going to tell them. So she leaves, and it hits 5 o'clock. I can't, no, she's nowhere to be found. And this bitch has my car. Right. And I need to go home. I have school the next day. And um, it's like 5.30 now, still no call. I'm like, oh, my fuck. And Were I'm you like, calling her? Yeah. And she's just not responding at all. I'd be shitting myself. Yeah. And I, also at this point, I'm like supposed to be off my shit. And I'm kind of close with that, with like the owner. So I'm like, oh, I just want to work longer. Like, I'm right. just. Right. Are you supposed to tell them? That, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, actually, the psycho bitch who told me she can talk to my dead boyfriend actually took my car. Right. Oh, like, my no, God. I can't say that. So the car is still nowhere to be found. And it's like 6 p.m. now. And I'm like, oh, my God. Yeah. I'm never going to see this woman again. And she just stole my fucking car. What am I going to tell my mom right my foreign mom who doesn't really understand any of what's going on with like with yeah, this totally psychic yeah weirdo like i'm gonna have to tell her a through d and then we're gonna have to go to the police right. so all of a sudden it's like 6 45 she shows up i'm so fucking pissed at her mm-hmm. i'm like okay i don't give a fuck everything you've done for me like i would i would be mad at my own parent for just yeah. not reaching right. out whatever especially when you let somebody borrow something right and it's just yeah that's right. fucked up and I think she like thought again she had this like uh seniority or or whatever like right. a super like whatever just above me because first yeah. of all she's older second of all she's helped me through all this shit mm-hmm. um so she comes back and she's like crying and she's like I'm so sorry I ended up having to go help my dad move some boxes like an hour away my car smells like cigarettes nothing's cleaned out I barely have any gas left in my car I ended up like having basically a flat tire after she drove it I'm like what the fuck did this bitch do with my car yeah like I'm just and she just was not honest about any of it Uh so and at this point this is when I find out where the hell they moved after they got kicked out of the ex-girlfriend's house Mm -hmm. So she starts driving herself. I was like, let me drive. No, she was being obnoxious, whatever. Just get yourself where you need to go because I don't know where you live and we're done. Mm -hmm. So she pulls into this place and I'm like, holy fuck. They live in the storage unit. No. Her and the daughter. And I feel so bad for the daughter. Like, Mm -hmm. I honestly do. I mean, that's her mom. She's never going to leave the situation. So like, that's just so sad. So you drove her to the storage unit. Mm -hmm. Well, she drove herself. So when I got there, I was like even more shook because it's not Mm -hmm. like she's like told me, go to the storage unit. Right. So we show up. Literally, the daughter like opens the fucking storage door. (laughs) She's just standing there. You can just see like their beds and like their shit everywhere. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? You're living in this place? Right. Did you say anything to her? Yeah, I was like, but I was so mad too that I didn't even care. Like mm-hmm. I can, if I'm really, really mad and you fucked me over, like I don't care. So at this point, did you say anything about the job? Yeah. So I was basically like, um, I'm not helping you anymore. And oh, even one time my boyfriend had a driver to work because she worked the shift after me and couldn't get there. It was always the excuse. I can't get there. Yeah. I have no one to drive me. So right, my then why did you take the job? Right, like, right, right. Like you should have just said no because now it looks bad on me, mm-hmm. right? Like what the fuck am I supposed to do with like t- what am I supposed to tell them? Right. So um, she gets out of the car. I'm basically like cussing her out. Like I've never cussed out a 15 year old, mm-hmm. but that was the one time I did. Yeah. I was like, don't talk to me ever again. I'm done. So I drive away. The story's wild, whatever. But she's still working there. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is so uncomfortable now because like this is kind of my thing that I got her. Mm-hmm. She really fucked me over at this point. I don't really believe anything else she says to me. So at this point, were you like convinced that everything she had told you about the boyfriend was a lie? Or yes not really? and no. Okay. Like because there was certain things that um, I think she said to help me, but then I think she would lie to make it seem more like he was saying them. Right. Because but she's not psychic at all. Not a medium at all. No. And then I later found out that the things that were said was the girl telling her because apparently I would tell her things. What girl? The, her the, daughter? The, her daughter. But I would forget that I would tell her like certain things about our relationship. So the daughter was feeding the mom mm-hmm. information mm-hmm. about you and the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then the mom was telling you as if she, she knew was being told him. from the dead boyfriend. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. How fucking wild is that? 
Like, if you think about it for a second, just, like, the amount of manipulation you have to, like, you have to go to bed and, like, think about things you do. And obviously. So what was her reasoning? I don't even know. Just, like. I think that they just. twist. I mean, there's a chance that they're just a twisted bunch. Yeah, for sure. And I think they just, like, real. some people just gravitate high. (laughs) (laughs) That's blue. Oh, some people just gravitate towards like others people's grief. Right. And I've actually like seen like a few people that have already been like that past. Yeah. Like there's like a few girls in high school that would like still post about him when I knew they weren't friends with him. You right. know? I love that. Yeah. And I'm like, why are you? Oh my gosh. He's just I know. Cute. Why are you like so obsessed with the fact that he's not here? You right. know? And I think that some people are just like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that she knew that if she could convince the shit out of me that I would do anything for her, I was which say, I did. Yeah. Maybe to know too that even like in a way to support herself, you know? Yeah. Hi. Hi, Bluey. What are you doing? You come to say hi to us? Oh, you're so oh. cute today. Oh, you're cute. She hasn't been getting much attention because of um the dogs. So. Oh my god, I want a cat. My boyfriend works in down in Detroit uh-huh. and there's a bunch of homeless cats that just like crawl on him while he I, works. And I'm like, please bring it home. Just one, yeah. Um Yeah, so that's whack. So yeah. after that time, did you just like cut off? Yeah, so basically she was still working at the hair salon and um I was kind of making my shifts where it wasn't like anywhere near around the same time as hers, but it would work out like that because I'm still trying not to tell the owners right like what you don't the want to truth is. yes you. because it's not just owners i would have done it if it was just owners but this is my boyfriend's family right yeah like it's just like weird to like talk about that with them right for sure um and then at some point she like started reaching out again and apologizing and um trying to make amends for what happened with the car and i was kind of like okay that's fine but then of course she has to prove herself as not as apologetic as she was. So this is like around when COVID first starts Mm -hmm. and I get COVID. So I can't work for like the week because you can't just like wash hair and be in people's faces when you have COVID. Mm -mm. Plus everyone's still scared. Right. So I was like, you have to work my shifts for me. Like I'm not going to be able to come in. I'm pretty sick. And she's like, no problem at all. Like, um, I hope you feel better. I'm like so worried about you. I hope it's fine. I'm like, okay, cool. Literally the next fucking day, I get 4,000 texts of how I'm the biggest bitch. I'm like... From her? Yeah, because I'm not coming into work. Like, literally, I just feel like everything I just said about COVID, she just did not even, like, register in her what brain. The fuck? And it's wild because you could literally see the text. Like, I didn't call her and tell her this. It's yeah. literally right before. Right. And she's like, all caps. Again, 50-year-old woman. Just like, you're a fucking bitch. So selfish. I had to clean and do so many towels and work so many hours. I'm like, okay, first of all, you fucking had to suck your suck a guy's dick for a U-Haul. You probably need the money. I was going to say, so like, she like, could use the extra hours. Right. Clearly. So I'm like, why are you, like, getting so angry that you had to work more than you usually do? Yeah. So she's just, like, literally cussing me out, and I'm kind of like, cool, whatever. I, like, I just don't care anymore. I really don't. Like, you're nothing. Like, at this point, this is when I'm kind of like, yeah, she's full of fucking shit. I'm done. So she cusses me out. At this point, I quit Mm -hmm. the hair salon because I'm like, I don't want anything to do with her anymore. And I'm pretty much going off to college. And our relationship, me and the owners, kind of started getting weird because it's my boyfriend's family and I didn't Mm want to work with them and tarnish, you know? Right. So it's kind of like, I'm kind of over this job anyway. So I quit and I left and she stayed there for longer after I left and I would get a call again like I'm literally on a boat in the summer and she's like can you please get me Adderall can you please get me Xanax like I'm literally like you're at fucking work first of all no second of all I'm not your like drug dealer it it just like over time yeah got so bad so much worse and I think it's because she saw me pulling away right it was like she was pulling on to anything she could at that point yeah And I was kind of like, no, I'm not going to do this anymore. It's just not worth my time. You just want money and drugs from me. You just want. She wanted. It was using you. Yeah. It was using. Yeah. Using somebody that was in a very vulnerable place. It's just it blows my mind that there's people out there that are like in their 50s -hmm. or just in general. But like there's somebody that would see someone's trauma or see somebody's vulnerability and literally take advantage of it Mm -hmm. for such stupid reasons like her reasons were just so obviously like dumb yeah 
Yeah. But she like, I think it really made her life like cool. I was going right? to say like, like maybe even mentally for her, it did something like made yes. her feel powerful. Yeah. Like feel like, oh, well, I can convince somebody that they need me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe she wanted to feel needed. Yeah. And I think it was also like she felt special in that moment because I believed her pretty fast. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like sometimes it takes someone a while to fully get their like control. Yeah. And, like, manipulate them to the point where they know, like, damn, they're, like, in my hands. But it happens so fast because what she would say would be, like, for hours of conversation where I would, like, be, like, at the end, like, damn, I believe her. Right. And then I already believed her. And it was not even, like, a month past it. And, again, I'm not in school when it first started. So, like, I'm focusing most of my time and Mm -hmm. my energy because that's all I can think about right now. Yeah. So she really, really got... Like she had her hooks in, yeah. yeah. Yeah, completely. It was probably like the wildest. No, it is the wildest experience I've ever had because I am the type of person to not really take shit from others. Yeah. And I don't know if that happened just because of what has happened to me. So mm-hmm. now I've become this person. But I think I've always have been kind of like, nah. And I just like, if I see somebody get scammed on a phone call, I'm like, don't be stupid. Right. But I was so vulnerable that I allowed it to happen and then you haven't talked to her since that last time so the funny thing is is um after she like asked for drugs and i was like don't fucking talk to me ever again (laughs) she basically let's say a month and a half ago so what i just finished saying was two and a half years ago okay so it's still pretty recent yeah but so like about a month ago i get a message and it says her name and it's like blah 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 sent you fifty dollars and it was like on not like Venmo. It was like one of those like weirder like yeah. money transaction apps. So I'm like, what the fuck, bro? So I go and look and she actually did. It was her. And she said like the, you know, I have to put a description. She put a red heart. And so I'm she like. she just randomly sent you 50 bucks? Yeah. And I just did not respond. That's so weird. Mm-hmm. I just left it be. I was like, no. Right. I know no exactly point. what's going right. to happen. Maybe that too was her way of like trying to draw, like fish you back in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And not only that, so, like, once that all ended, I started hearing a lot of, like, weird things about the old friend, too. Like, she would say something along the lines, like, I'm happy he died. Like, just wild shit from her about, like, that people would tell me that That's she would say. That's the one say, that you used to live with? Yeah. So, it was just, like, it was just, like, this whole mix of, like, they all kind of were, like, this own cult against me. Right. In yeah, a way. Sick. Like, the fact that they lived together and then somehow um, they ended up having my um, birth certificate like when I was still friends with the mom, she's like, oh, I have your birth certificate. It was at your old friend's house. And she like never actually gave it back to me. She just said she had, it was just such a weird like situation. And I, this is why I explained in the beginning my kind of relationship with my mom, because you would think that you would want to tell your mom that you're kind of going through this yeah. like right away. But again, she knew because I would tell her I'm not that close to my mom. Mm-hmm. Like I, always been an independent person so i think she knew that anything she would say to me wouldn't really get around too much at all yeah especially to like an adult did you end up telling your mom about all this yeah but i think she was like just really fucking confused yeah i'm sure (laughs) she because again she's just like never thought that that would happen to her child so also like what are the odds that like somebody does that and that happens right like i almost feel like too it's maybe more common if it was somebody your age Mm -hmm. but the fact like that's whack as fuck yeah and it was just like every once i started telling my story to people and that's Mm -hmm. why i kind of wanted to come on people were like what the fuck because i feel like sometimes when you look at someone you can judge them right you can like tell that they are this person or they're this person and i kind of want people to know that um what's on the outside isn't what's always on the inside yeah and i may look a certain way like blonde whatever but i like have been through shit Mm -hmm. and that like makes I feel like the outside perspective, look at someone and be like, I can't judge them ever again. Yeah. And you actually never know what somebody's going through. Exactly. Like they could be the prettiest, ugliest, weirdest, nicest person ever, but they could have had a story that... Gone through some shit. Yeah. Well, the thing is too, like you said that I think is interesting is the fact that you're typically not somebody Mm -mm. that would fall for shit like that. And Mm -mm. the fact that you... Like it just goes to show too that like if somebody gets you at the right time... Yeah. Like... You could believe anything. And that's exactly what she did because she knew that that's like the one thing that could really, really get me. Right. Yeah. It was, I, sometimes when I really, really think about it, other than being so angry at them and myself is that 
first of all, I let it ruin the relationship between my boyfriend who passed away's family and me. But so I, you don't talk to them at all anymore? I rekindled it, okay, kind good. of. Like, about a year ago. Because he died, like, five, six years ago now. So, mm-hmm. um, I kind of rekindled with the mom first. I told her this story. Yeah. And she, like... Although it's not an excuse. Like, I could have just still gone and been with them. Mm-hmm. But she was like, I understand more now. This woman, literally. Well, also, everyone does grieve differently. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like... And she was obviously very angry. Like, this fucking woman told you that we don't love you and we don't care about you. Like, yeah. she was like, wow. And um, his older sister, she's like 25. She was most hurt by it because we were, like, super close. Yeah. And I, like, really just disassociated from them. Because if you're getting fed that by someone you really, really trust that these people don't have your best interest, yeah. then you believe them. Right. Right? And you kind of dissociate with the people that they're saying not to be friends with because, A, I felt like if I went against what she was saying, um, it would ruin the kind of vibe of, like, her yeah. feeding me what he's saying to me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like if she knew, like, oh, you said not to hang out with this family, but I still did, she would be super pissed and, mm-hmm. like, it would end. Right. And I didn't want it to Right, end. you were holding on to, like, the last of him, basically. Exactly, exactly. And that's what also hurts is, like, I feel like there's just, like, this tarnished truth of, like, what even is now. Right. Because it felt like he was still so alive and everything that she was saying was from him. But, like, I want to hope that maybe it was. But if it wasn't, then that's just so fucking sad. Yeah. That it's basically just her making it up and, you Convincing know. you that, like, yeah. right, it's things that he was saying. Yeah. So. Whack as fuck. Yeah. That is crazy as shit. I know. Well, I'm glad you came on to talk I'm about this whack-ass woman and everything else in between. And yeah. I am really sorry, by the way. About the crazy boyfriend. thing is, is like, when people say they're sorry, when I think about that, like, I'm so numb to it. You know what I mean? Like, when you go through something and someone's sorry, it's like, don't be sorry because, like, it's yeah. so... No, I know. I'm the same way. Like with my dad. Like yeah. We were like, oh, like if I tell them and they're like, oh, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I'm like, mm, yeah, like I think it's just like people say it as like a. Yeah. Like a normal, yeah, like like a happy birthday. Right. right. Like you're just, like, supposed yeah, to you're, say you're, it. you're just supposed to say it. So people say it. And I think it's it's nice to say it because mm-hmm. it's like shows that people have common decency. But yeah, it means nothing. Yeah. Like it. Well, I'm, I'm glad. You, you yeah. 100 percent. It's like you're so numb to it that it's like I'd rather us just like laugh about it. Not same. even in like a sick way yeah but like i mean i we all like i even i talk about my dad like mm-hmm. in a joking way all the time like, yeah i, I heard say, about like, that story that yeah like yeah. i say my cat is my dad at times and i'll call him my dad's name and or call her my dad's name like and mm-hmm. we're just like joking around. so it's like I, I almost get more it's like better to remember people that passed away sometimes in a more like light-hearted funny yes. way even if to other people it seems like she might, she might have a loose screw, but yeah. like, yeah, I don't, I'm not sensitive about it. You know, when, yeah. when a certain amount of time passes, like, yeah, I know what you mean. The sorries and stuff. It's like, thanks, but no yeah, thanks. thanks. Yeah. Thanks. Right. But no, thanks. Yeah. Literally. And I like, that's another thing is like, I feel like so much time has passed and like anyone who's grieving someone who passed away, um, you kind of look at life as it's weird, yeah. right? Like you spend some time with a person, whether it's like family or boyfriend or a friend, and all of a sudden they're gone. And that's like the one thing in life we just actually don't know where they go. It's scary. Like, think about it. Like, the one thing you know for sure in your life is you will die, but it's like the most unknown thing. Yeah. And you also don't know when and yeah. how. And then it's like you have to like live in this life where you're trying not to live in fear. Yeah. And like to like worry and stress about that. But then at the same time, you're like, well, it could happen at any moment. Exactly. Yeah. And the, people are just taken from you in the matter of like seconds. Exactly. And then you're kind of like. it's uh, It makes you like, I, I always feel like too, it gives me like kind of this like uneasy, like sick feeling. Cause I'm like, how is it even like how traumatic it is? Like what happened to your ex-boyfriend or boyfriend mm-hmm. at the time? Like something like that. That's just, it's just so, to me, it's like, it's such a freak accident. Mm-hmm. Like those just like freak me out and scare me yes. more because it's like something that you would just never expect expect just, at all yeah. and it's just like wild because now that it has happened you're like what if that could be you because like right. i like think about him and i'm like he obviously never like thought that would ever happen to him right and i think that has started to like kind of creep in on me as i've gotten older yeah when i was younger um i never really thought about it then he died and i right away she came to my life and mm-hmm. kind of like saved it and yeah. I still felt like he was alive, so it didn't even feel like he was really dead, right. you know? Yeah. And then now that so much time has passed, it's like, oh fuck. Like that mm-hmm. it just happens. Right. You actually did lose somebody. Yeah. So 
and it's it's very it's very sad but at the same time um I've grown up a lot and I'm like yeah. I'm really proud of that because mm-hmm. I went from like 1.0 to 4.0 I went from like taking people's shit to like being my own independent person making right. my own money doing my own thing and I'm sure I would have still done that regardless if he was alive or not but it really literally just like made me so strong you know yeah. and you have to be absolutely you have no other choice like I always say like he's dead either way I can either make every single thing that I do to people and myself an excuse because of it mm-hmm. or I can try to live my best life because I still get that opportunity yeah. and either and way from it yeah. yeah and either way he's gone but I have to right so well you did amazing Thank how you. do you feel did you have fun yeah Good. I mean driving nine hours for Devorah I know that like, is like, like imagine <laughs> that like I'm so lucky that's amazing dude oh I mean God. I've been watching you for so long and I'm like you are definitely someone that I want to talk to about yes. this. No, you're the best. Seriously. The best. Like I loved listening to it. You're Thank so you. entertaining. And the way that you tell your story, I'm Is like, it good? Was it yeah, good? I'm like in it so much. I'm like, wait, what happens next? I, I kind of see Julie's face and she's like, I know, like I'll see Julie out of the corner of my eye. I'm like, there she goes, like, <laughs> like or like laughing when you say certain things. But no, you did amazing. Seriously. Thank you, Thank you so much for coming Thank you on so much. and sharing your story. You did great. I love it. <laughs>